Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, honey. Oh, I'm so excited to do a regular episode with you. I'm very excited. Yes. Books stress me out a little bit. And yesterday, or yesterday, last yesterday. week we had all the chaos with your mic and feeling frantic. Yes, that <laughs> so was that is... was like everyone was overheated because we were like panicking trying to get everything <laughs> accomplished in like a very short period yeah. of time. <laughs> exactly. So this is going to be just like normal and great. Yeah, well, normal. I still don't have a mic yet, but I have oh, moved yeah, yeah. into a different room, and we'll see how this goes. Theoretically, your mic is somewhere over the Pacific, or possibly not. <laughs> There's no way to know. There's no way to know, but ever. maybe it will be here tomorrow. Let's, or let's just wish. In three to five more units of measurement. <laughs> That's like, so dear listener, ShipStation is the service that we use for shipping all of the stuff from our store. So I also use it to send stuff to Esther. And for some reason with international shipping, when you have the options of like which shipping thing, this is like the most boring thing in the whole world, but it doesn't matter. You can either <laughs> choose like the regular international priority shipping, which says like five to eight but it doesn't say days, so there's no way to know. Five to eight somethings. <laughs> or, or the express, which is three to five somethings. So we always joke that it's just like a unknown unit of measurement. There's really no way to tell. It could be a moon day for all we know. It could be <laughs> exactly. a star day for all we know. It's like the length of a day on Pluto or something. Like, <laughs> yes. who knows? There's just no way to tell. But it makes us both laugh a lot. It really does. <laughs> I have enjoyed, like, especially because, as we've discussed before, Holly does not talk like she's a human. She talks like yeah. she's another species. And so this yeah. really, really kind of solidifies that. Helps with that. It really yes. helps with that. Also, me complaining that my human body hurts from putting together a desk yesterday <laughs> does not help with me sounding like I am a human. Like, listen to my natural human language that I use. (laughs) I love it. But speaking of days on um, Pluto or whatever, I saw this, this tweet that I want to, like, bring to our Facebook group because it was so much fun. But basically, it was somebody being like, if you don't think that astrology is real or whatever, find somebody who has a rising sign within five degrees of yours. So like my rising sign is Capricorn at nine degrees. This is not something I knew off the top of my head. I had to look at a chart and like read <laughs> into it. Yeah. Um, and then you find people who have uh, rising signs within five degrees of yours and then talk about like what your life path has been up to that point. Oh. Because apparently there's like so much similarity. And the funny thing is that when I saw this in another Facebook group, I found a couple people who had this, who had rising signs within five degrees of mine. And we were like chatting on Facebook chat and every single one of us either had planned to go to law school and then decided against it at like the very last minute. Like I literally walked out of the LSAT and the other girl that I was talking to said that when she left her LSAT, she was like, nope, I don't want to go to law school after all. (laughs) Or did go to law school, but now is thinking maybe it wasn't the right choice. Oh, so there's like all this weird, like Capricorn nine degrees stuff about people having wanted to be attorneys and stuff. Oh, way, wow. Deciding against it. Isn't oh, that wow. so weird? That is so, I think I'm, I'm cancer at 25 degrees, 20 something degrees, both my ascendant and my, and my moon are like at 25 ish degrees or something. Huh? So yeah, I, th- I think that I might post the tweet in our yeah. Facebook group so that we can see what other people have had experiences with. Cause it just was like, kind of actually like I already 
dig astrology. Like you don't have right. to talk me into it, but I thought that that was like a really fun experiment to do. Right. It's like a fun exercise that's not like a normal thing you discuss in astrology. Yeah. Groups. You're not just like, you know, like what was the last stupid fight you got into with your partner and where's your Mars? Like, right, it was right. Like, it was kind of in, like more in depth and it was super interesting. So I'll post that in the Facebook group because I want to see what if there are any other Capricorn uh, <laughs> risings around nine degrees who also thought about going to law school. Like Esther, I was totally committed to going to law school. I had all these friends who were in law school. Willamette had the uh, college that I went to had a law school that was like attached to it. And all of my friends who were students there were like, you like when you graduate, just come to law school. You can have three more years with us, blah, 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 blah. I was totally committed to it. But then I didn't do any preparation for the LSAT. And after sitting through like one section of it, we were like, I like looked at somebody that I knew who was also taking it. And I was like, I think I'm going to go. And she's like, like grab a breath of fresh air or something. And I'm like, no, I just don't like this very much. And I don't think I actually want to go to law school. And I'm so glad I w- didn't. Oh I would have hated yeah. that. I am not meticulous enough for that sort of thing. So yeah. higher education it is. <laughs> but oh, yeah, I thought it was interesting that it. so many of us had that same trait. Yeah. So get so, into we'll the comments on Facebook and we'll yeah. see, find each other. I want pre- people to who match with you to tell us what they've been. I doing. know. That's what I'm like curious about. I'm like, what's going on with like people yeah. who match with me? Like, I, that's what I'm like. My detective brain's like, okay, let's get to the bottom of this mystery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are you exactly. really, are you a detective brain like, just like me? What's going on here? Let's, let's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are you also the best internet researcher that anyone's ever met? Can you find anyone or anything via. I feel researching? like that's my Mercury sign now. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not the rising. Probably not the rising. I'm so good at it, though. I'm weirdly good at it. card of the day <laughs> yes it's your turn to do card of the day <laughs> it is my turn to do card of the day i'm using the orion's tarot deck tara tara deck tara deck tara deck <laughs> a tarot deck sounds like something from xenon this is true like it's part of a ship <laughs> oh i'll meet you on the tarot deck after this class or whatever i love it okay so but i'm using it because when i was pulling cards for which deck i wanted to use for questions this one gave me the three of cups twice in a oh. row so that's nice. Orion's it is. Ah. I uh, we have the Four of Pentacles. Ooh. This is why I'm making you get distracted with just chitter chatter because I'm <laughs> selfish about your time. I want to hold it all to myself. All We've also gotten the Four of Pentacles as a card of the day recently. Yeah, it was it last was week. Was it two, two weeks, weeks ago? ago? Two weeks ago. Because we did do a card of the week last week. So it must have been two weeks ago, I think. How funny. Hmm. It's telling us to save our coins. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, since I'm in a new setup, I cannot do more than one thing at a time. Okay. Yeah. Esther's <laughs> sitting on her bed like a cozy Cancerian champion. Yes. I am doing this. It, but I only have one tarot deck available aside from the one that we're reviewing today. So <laughs> that we may have problems later. Okay. So our first question from of the episode is from Kate. 
who again is not Holly's sister. <laughs> I feel like I have to say that every single time just so people don't wonder and question. I feel like we haven't had to pad our questions in like a year and a half. <laughs> the way that we were at the beginning where it was like always questions always. from my sister. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Okay, so the question from Kate says, I'm hoping for some support to heal my relationship with the tower card. <laughs> I think Holly should have read this question. <laughs> In 2019, it was my card of the year, and it made sense because I was doing deep therapy to dismantle old beliefs and barriers I've constructed. It is hard work, as the tower is, and I more or less made peace with it as the year went on. I had also done a year head spread, pulled the tower for November, and then pulled the tower for my card of the day on the day my dad died. Although we weren't close and the relationship was complicated, still rocked my world and was a tower moment. However, because of the three towers all converging, every time I now pull that card, I worry it'll be another huge event. Logically, I know it could mean a sudden or scary moment, or it could be reinforcing all the work I started in 2019 and urging me to continue towards knowing and growing myself. But emotionally, there's a bit of panic when I pull that card. What can I do to get back to seeing that card as more neutral? Or at least starting from neutral and then influenced by the context of the question and the other cards. Or is there an additional message the tower is trying to give me that I can't see because it's become entangled in the death of my father? Any thoughts would be greatly appreciated. I like this question. Yep. Because I had a similar experience with the scythe card when my cousin Wade died. That was like the card that I pulled that day from a Lenormand deck. And so... It took a really long time for me to pick up Lenormand again because of that same thing of like, I can't associate this already negative card with anything other than like the hardest thing you can deal with. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> or like the most traumatic thing that can happen, you know, like a death of, of somebody who is related to you. Yeah. No matter yeah. what the relationship is. Just like, what the hell? So I think that's a good thing. And also the tower card freaks people out. Yeah, the it's tower just, is like like it, the image itself is very striking as well as like very powerful in most decks. So yeah. there would be like good cause and reason for it to be kind of scary when it, you pull it, especially when it's totally. associated with like huge emotional events in your in your past. Like yeah, you know. although this is my tower year, and I have to say I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm We're doing kidding. it. I'm not doing great. I'm not doing great, Esther. I'm not doing great at all. <laughs> You're the one who caused coronavirus, Holly. It's you and your tower. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's not a virus. It's just me and my tower year. <laughs> that is like the most self-absorbed thing to just assume that every like international crisis is related to your specific the, journey. The, the killer hornets are like associated specifically with you. <laughs> with me. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Uh, I was thinking that it might be kind of cool to do a spread just about the tower, like kind of yeah. one of those sort of like clarifications of a theme almost. Yes. I was going to say as just a general practice, maybe as like just get into the habit when you draw the tower, draw a second card automatically. Oh, that's a good idea too. Yeah. Like, like, I think we need to, I think, clarify it, but so you don't automatically panic and spiral seeing the tower draw a second card automatically as a clarifier just kind of yeah. get into that habit so you're not associating the tower with a specific moment in your life but you're associating it with the next clarification card yeah i think that's a really solid idea i think that a lot of the times like 
this might be partially like shit posting, but I think a lot of people say like, if you're, if you're needing to pull clarifiers for difficult cards, then there's something, you know, that you're doing wrong. But I think in this circumstance or really, I mean, first of all, I don't give a shit. Always pull a clarifier. I don't think right. that, that says anything about you as a reader. And I think that it really, I mean, obviously I do it constantly, but I think it's really helpful to learn how to read things together. But I think you're totally right. Especially with a card that seems scary Doing something where it's like, okay, just to break my mind from the cycle, let's mm-hmm. pull another card right away. Right. Just without even thinking about it. Not saying like, can I work through this or do I need clarification? Just pull the clarification. Right, right. So I have that clarification of a theme spread that I wrote where it's where is this energy leading me? What's standing in my way and how I can get started on the right path? Do you think that maybe redirecting some tower energy to... Yes, like, I think that would be like in kind of knowing the source of why it keeps following, if it's more of like a comforting thing, like the lessons that you've learning are continuing now, or if it's more of like a warning, it'd be nice to kind of clarify that. I feel. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the first question then is where is the tower energy leading Kate? Oh my god, I pulled the motherfucking tower. Me too! Shut <laughs> joking. What? Are you serious? I'm serious. Is that why both of us started laughing simultaneously? We're yes. like, okay. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Kate, this is supposed to be reassuring, not upsetting. Okay, so let's set that aside and then pull for that same question again now that the tower is out. Yes, now that the tower has made itself known to both of us. That is wild. (laughs) Every time that happens where we get the same card, I'm like, this is why when people are like, you know, how do you do distance readings? Or isn't it crazy that you and Esther live so far away from each other and do this (laughs) podcast together? And you're doing like at least one or two tarot readings simultaneously together each week. And then we do shit like this and it's like, yeah, it's working. Well, we both had different shuffling methods. Like I'm doing my seventh method and we're doing it in front of each other on camera. So it's not like we're both like looking through our decks going, okay, where's my tower? tower?" (laughs) You know, (laughs) we have different methods. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there she is. There the tower is. Okay. So where is the tower energy leading us now that we know that this is about the tower? In fact, (laughs) <laughs> what did you get? You have I'm... to leave in all of the counting because I think that it's helpful. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, I will, I will audibly <laughs> do it now so people believe me. <laughs> I got the five of swords, and I got the page of swords. Oh, okay. So I feel like the page of swords and the five of swords. I like that as a combination because it adds even more credence to the five of swords, like rather than it being the spookiness and the like, whatever it makes it feel like that's sort of like the noble thing to do almost by having Mm -hmm. the page involved too. Like there's some intellectual curiosity that's leading to picking apart all of these things, which I think aligns Mm -hmm. with that really intensive therapy of 2019. Right. And for me, the five of swords, sometimes I see it as, the card where there's like lots of negative self-talk, like where there's like lots of negative and intrusive thoughts. And maybe that's where it's like leading is like having you address these things. 
more than like and breaking free from that as that page of swords on that new adventure and like slicing through those like that's to me what kind of like the the five of swords since it's about like the fives are always like a negative energy in all the suits it's like it's that negative energy and with like it being like intelligence mental things that's where that kind of like leads me to that natural progression of that so yeah and especially where the energy is leading being like kind of transitioning because like the five of swords also has like the figure looking down and like it's a little bit more bleak and then the page of swords is going to be a little bit more forward moving so if the energy of the tower is like encouraging you to maybe like look up from the five of swords and look Mm -hmm. towards the page of swords like towards the moving forward i mean obviously the page of swords has less movement than the knight of swords does but also since the knight of swords is so wild and irrational the page of swords being like about having a flash of inspiration or whatever almost feels like the more the more rational sword yeah to me with the page itself is coming from a place of not having that knowledge and needing to have that knowledge and the knight thinks that they have that knowledge so to me it's that intellectual curiosity of like finding what you need to move on from this place space and move on to something from your five of swords like brain space to a page of swords brain space so the next position is what's standing in my way and i think that'll add a lot of clarity to this too yeah Because if you're seeing it a lot, if the tower came up twice for us, just in this, what's standing in my way? Oh. (laughs) Standing in case three, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, I accidentally pulled two guards. My bad. What are they? Tell me. Oh, they're two major arcanas. I was like, what are you guys? Um, Judgment and the Hanged Man. And I got the King of Cups. Okay. Judgment and the Hanged Man. I think, I mean, what's standing in your way of like fully embracing the tower energy is that it's linked with too many other things that are out of your control. Like the hanged man and judgment are both sort of like something that you're not really in control of. Right. Yeah. There's like the life calling that's kind of triggered by an outs, like an outside circumstance and the hanged man, you can't like, there is that sense of like freedom like where you can take yourself down off of that whatever like cross or whatever's the tree or whatever you're kind of hanging from but it's also like a place of growing and you may not be finished with that part of your life yet that it's not finished or complete yeah and there's like too many emotions wrapped up in it with the king of Mm -hmm. cups i mean the king of cups is like like more of a a stat like he's not like weepy or anything like it's not like he's like overly emotional but there's maybe some elements of like needing to find a little bit more stability so that you can sort of rest some of that hanged man control back to you maybe Mm -hmm. that would help with what's standing in your way is just like being a little bit more in control of what's going on around you and what decisions you're making and stuff like Mm -hmm. that And then the last position is, how can I get started on the right path? I pulled two cards again. And I got the (laughs) Page of Pentacles and Page of Swords. Oh, so, so we have the page of swords twice too. 
Yeah. So, like, I always say the Page of Pentacles to me is, like, the page who's grabbing the opportunity that the universe is given. So there's some mm-hmm. sort of decision or opportunity that you need to make and you need to say, is this opportunity worth it? Whether it be, like, dealing with these negative thought patterns that have been in your life. Because with me, the Page of Swords kind of echoes back to what Holly pulled with the Page of Swords yeah, and Five of Swords energy. Yeah, the very beginning. Yeah. You know, so I think that those two are kind of linking together in this reading where it's, like, there's something that you need to do to get this page of swords energy in back yeah. into your life and grabbing on the t- opportunity. And I got the moon. And so I feel like that opportunity is something that is going to be super internal and yeah. about like the whole moon of like moon idea of shedding light on darkness really comes into play with that. And mm-hmm. I think that it just kind of, especially if you've been doing like intense therapy and intense self work to get through your tower year of 2019, I think that a page of pentacles paired with the moon is kind of saying, like, keep looking for new ways to do that also. Like, not just what you have been doing, but also, like, what you can do to deepen it in some ways. Yeah. You've got to keep resetting those thought processes. And And the moon also kind of indicates it's going to be a longer period of time than maybe you want or hope. Yeah. It's not going to be like a, like a, quick period of time but it's going to be like one of the healing periods of time because that's what the moon kind of does it exposes those things that need healing and then it kind of gives you that um that light to get through it and that inner light that you need from within yourself to find your way out yeah awesome well good luck kate yeah good luck keep doing what you're doing and i do think that esther's right when you pull the tower just pull a clarification immediately after yeah, I think that will just at least help get you out of the brain space of like, oh, tower. Ah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like Phoebe, when she thinks that going to the dentist kills somebody that she loves and yeah. friends. So like, <laughs> of course, you can't go to the dentist if you think that. And it's like, you can't do tarot readings if every time you pull the tower, you think someone's going to die. Yeah, yeah. So pull clarification just so that it does just to break your brain out of the panic and then keep doing what you're doing keep looking for ways to turn inward and kind of like break some negative self-talk stuff yeah well i have a question that's kind of a follow-up question i don't know if you remember this question from nicole i think that we maybe answered her question in like october or september okay and she was asking about if she should quit her job and go to travel where was it? What country was it? I can't well, Philippines. Oh, that's right. The Philippines, which is where her mom was from. Okay. Yes. Um, Vaguely. And so that. we, our question or our answer was, yes, quit your job. Her partner was like fully supportive of it. She was thinking about going back to school for art. So she wanted to quit this job, go to the Philippines and then start school for art. And our reading said, yes, do that. That's the best option. So she messaged us again and said, Hi, guys. It's me again, post-Philippines. Oh, duh. Sorry. I totally (laughs) read this question before this. First, yes, the trip was amazing, but not the life-changing aha moment that I thought it was going to be, which is totally fine and doesn't take away from the amazing experience. Some crazy things happened right before I left, though. I went to give my two weeks notice for my trip and also because I was generally unhappy and made the decision to leave and go to school, blah, blah, you know the rest. And you know what happened? They offered me a promotion. (laughs) In my heart, I was screaming, why is this happening? So I made some high demands for pay and also time off for my trip and a few other things, thinking that they wouldn't agree to it, which I love as a strategy. It's like, there's (laughs) no way they're going to let me do this. (laughs) I love that. 
And they did. I should be grateful, but you guys, I'm still super crazy stressed. I know I should have probably turned it down, but I have serious issues saying no. And I also needed the money. I have so much debt. I feels like as soon as I make any decisions, these other things get thrown in the way to test me. I have another plan for the future. Kinda. I still want to go to school, but I also started up commissions for pet portrait embroidery again, and I'm maybe considering opening, opening an Etsy shop. Anyway, my question is this, what is the universe trying to teach me with all of these obstacles and what steps can I take to move forward and feel more confident with my decisions? And then she apologizes for being long-winded again, but (laughs) it's fine. Nicole, we don't mind. I like it. We're long-winded ourselves. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We just spent 30 minutes talking about the tower. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So Nicole, I like the questions that you're asking. What is the universe trying to teach me with these obstacles? But I especially like the, what steps can I take to move forward and feel more confident in my decisions? Yes. So I I almost feel like doing sort of like the energy of what's going on with you in general and then go into confidence questions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cause you're clearly just really fucking good at your job. If they like, you're asking what you're worth and the universe is trying to give you what you're worth. Yeah, the universe is trying to give you what you're worth. Exactly. So maybe energy of the work situation and energy of the like moving forward and then confidence. Then it's confidence. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. <laughs> okay, I got the Knight of Swords for the. Did we do it again? What? <laughs> yeah, we just did it again. <laughs> I got the Knight of Swords also. Okay, and the funny thing I just noticed is that in this Knight of Swords card, I'm using Morgan Greer, the tower's uh-huh. in the background pre-falling down. Oh my god. <laughs> Esther, it's almost like when we have really, really productive businessy conversations before we record, we get in this, like mindset because we've just spent the last 30 minutes being like yeah that's a great idea yeah, yeah that's we're, a great we're idea. good we love you so much suddenly yes. we're like fully <laughs> we're synced sy- up <laughs> we're symbiotic now we're like yeah. least- <laughs> okay so we both got the knight of swords and then i also got temperance okay so i think that like the energy of the situation then is just that you're kind of like rushing forward and almost letting things happen to you rather than making decisions and the temperance is telling you that you get to be more in the driver's seat and not Mm -hmm. just say yes or move forward because like you like the knight of swords is such an interesting card because the knights all you know have these horses they have this way of moving but the knight of swords is so not in control of what's happening at all that they almost don't even feel like a knight to me because there's not intention there no like they're not being brave they're not making the decision to move forward they're just like getting swept along by the movement that's underneath them literally if they're on a horse yeah and so i feel like if the energy of the situation is both of us getting this card that's just kind of like hold on for dear life (laughs) (laughs) yeah and also temperance it's like right now you're kind of imbalanced with how much control you get to have over your life Mm -hmm. yeah at your job yeah, worth like you said, where things are happening to you and responding, and you are responding to that those happenings. You're not the one that's in control of what you're allowing to. You know, they're obviously giving you lots of responsibility. Yeah, and temperance to me is saying take that responsibility, and instead of being a knight of sword and just kind of you know letting it rush away in front of you, like or you know it's just kind of like rushing you like the river, like I would think like a rushing river, like yeah, you're you're the one who has to like 
take these things together and put them like in a bowl and mix them and they come out in like the alchemist sort of feeling. Yeah. And Esther says that because the temperance has the alchemist components. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, I alchemy like is the word that I'm trying to you figure out. You got the out. word alchemy. <laughs> Honestly, I'm amazed. I'm very proud of you. Yes, it's 1013 at night. <laughs> My well, English yesterday is... you were like, what's the P word? Printer. That's Printer. The, word that I'm Printer. the other the other day it took me 20 minutes to figure out the word souvenir. So <laughs> hey, that's fair. That's a French word. I'm it is a French sure. word. The French. <laughs> okay. All right. So then what energy you should sort of harness to start moving forward, and then we'll talk about confidence. Okay. Yeah, this doesn't surprise me at all. I got the Seven of Swords. And I got the Ace of Rods, a.k.a. Yeah. style, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, Rods. <laughs> ah, what a what a deck. Um, but the Seven of Swords and the Ace of Wands makes it seem like you just need to start looking out for what you actually want to do. Like, what inspires you? And then, yeah. like, be a little bit selfish about it. Like, you know, collect information and look out for number one and do the things that are making you feel the most enthusiastic and passionate rather than the things that you feel like have kind of taken off with you on its back. Almost. Right. Yeah. Especially like right now you are acting under feeling like obligation to your job. Yeah. Like, like that sense of like, Oh, well they did meet my requirements. So therefore like, okay, I have to keep saying to myself and I'm saying this to others, your job does not care about you as much yeah. as you think they do. They do not. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. capitalist society. They do not care about you. Yeah. They, they're very kind to offer you this yeah. stuff. That was awesome of them, but they're still not... They didn't do that because of you. They did that because they need you. Need you. But yes. you may have other needs that they're not meeting. Obviously, you do, yeah. or you wouldn't be trying to leave so trying bad. Trying to leave so bad. <laughs> so, this, to me, this is like, you know, there is a time for you to be selfish and for you to focus on your own needs and for you to collect the things that you need in your life and to make you happy and to that stuff that brings you passion and not yeah. stuff that like kind of rushes you along with your life before, like you can think about what you want to do next, you know? Yeah. And totally. so, yeah, to me, it's like, you don't owe them anything. You're not obligated to do anything for them. Mm -mm. They gave you that time off. That's very nice, but okay. Thank you. You can quit next week. Yeah. And we did get this question pretty recently. So it was during all of the stay at home orders and all of that stuff. So it's not yeah. like this is from before, stuff started feeling right. really tenuous. Right. And, and there wasn't an update saying that, Oh, you know, please disregard my question or things like that. So yeah, we're still yeah. operating from the, you know, previous information. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's mostly just because like, I think a lot of people are more and more understanding of the privilege that they have of like having jobs period. Mm -hmm. But I think that you're still allowed to say this isn't fulfilling me, even if you are recognizing that you're lucky to be in this situation. Yeah. And there's still ways for you to look out for number one and make decisions that benefit you even well, being grateful that people helped you initially. Right. And it may be that this like pet embroidery side project can be where you focus a lot of your passion and your intent and where you get that sort of need fulfilled that you kind of like that. Yeah. You know, where that can right now be something small and you transition towards it being bigger at a later point. But, um, but yeah, I think definitely it's not, we're not saying like, 
anybody should just go quit their job. We're just saying that yeah. we want you, the cards are saying to me that you need to have something life fulfilling and passionate that you're passionate about. And that's not, obviously not your job. I also feel like the seven of swords is like saying you can set stronger boundaries with your job so that you can devote more time to your passion projects. Yeah. Like you can say like, I'm going to take care of number one by working exactly 40 hours. I'm not going to give you a minute over. I'm not going to like put a bunch of emotional energy into this. I'm going to just set these really strong boundaries and look out for myself. Yeah. Okay. So last but not least, how can you be more confident in your decisions? Decisions. Sometimes, guys. I'm going to pull another one because I feel like it. Oh, okay. I accidentally pulled three. Mostly just because my first two were like, come on. (laughs) Okay. What were your cards then? First, I pulled the sun, which is not that helpful in being in a question about being confident in your decision because it's like, just like, be confident. Just be confident. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then I pulled the moon, which I was like, also not that helpful because it's basically saying, like, you just have to grow into it. Yeah. (laughs) It feels like alpha and omega almost. Like, the way to be more confident is to be more confident and like, know yourself better almost. (laughs) So then I pulled a third, which I got the ace of cups for. And that's why I ended up with three. What did you end up with? (laughs) I got the nine of pentacles and the four of swords. So I think those like, these are all really work well together. I think. Yeah. Just like I, uh, the nine of pentacles and the four of swords is interesting too, because again, it's kind of uh, the four of swords in that given the context of the other questions is again, sort of like setting boundaries so that you have like, time to rest when you need it, time to work when you need it, time to do things that make you really happy with the ace of cups when you need it, Mm -hmm. like kind of creating those delineated like structural times almost Mm -hmm. will help you feel more confident because then you're seeing like, what am I enjoying the most? What is stressing me out the most? What am I like wanting to do more of? If you do a better job of creating structure it allows you to get to know yourself and your needs a little bit more. Yeah. And I look the nine of pentacles to me, that is like taking pride in the work that you've accomplished. So instead of, you know, I think a lot of times, especially like we tend to downplay what are like what we do and what we give to our companies and what we've accomplished, but it's saying, you know, you need to look at what you have done and like all the hard work that you've put into this place and be proud yeah. of that. Like, don't let someone else take that sort of away from you and take that pride, not only pride, but like that sort of, I don't want to be like, I don't want to necessarily take like a nine of cups route where, you know, people are looking at you, but like you just are the one who needs to be satisfied with the work that you've done. It doesn't need to be yeah. someone else validating you. If it makes yeah. any sense. And so totally. I think that will help you find that confidence is taking pride, you know, finding a passion, whether, you know, it be the embroidery business or in your current job, finding that sweet spot where you're proud of what you're doing and what you're accomplishing. Mm -hmm. Totally. And that will give you like the confidence to do stuff. Yeah. Good luck, Nicole. But I think that you, you got this. Yeah. You're definitely like in a good place to be able to make decisions and yeah, to to get there. Don't feel like you need to, be beholden to them just because they met your demands when you were trying to quit. I mean, thank you, but (laughs) fuck off. (laughs) Thank 
you, but no. <laughs> All right, shall we do uh, some Patreon shoutouts? Yes, we, we shall. didn't we do shall. it we last shall. week. We didn't, so we have a lot this week. Yes, 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 yes. Yay. I can go first. Oh yes. All right, Claire D, you're up first. Claire D, your card is the Wheel of Fortune. I guess we should say. So our Patreon, I, we always say this at the end, but because, I don't know, we're just trying to be a little bit more professional or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We have a Patreon. We pull cards for our Patreon supporters. We have a lot of really cool content that goes up over there. And like yeah. some cool content, some cheesy content, whatever we have. We contain multitudes, whatever. <laughs> uh, and we really appreciate it when people contribute. And if you can't, we still love you, but yeah. we really, really appreciate those who make it so that we can do things like when Esther's mic craps out 20 minutes into recording something, <laughs> we can buy a new one and not have it be such a like hurdle to kind of like increase the quality um, of our recording and stuff like that. So we yeah. really appreciate it. Uh, it means a lot to us. And that is why we pull cards for people. And so Claire, yours is the wheel of fortune. Now, Esther, you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I have Candace B and your card is okay. Five, six, seven, the death card. I do like the death card in Morgan Greer. Cause it's like a spooky yeah. skeleton with a big white flower. I love it. I love that big white flower. All right, Jess, you are next. And Jess, your card is the tower. Jeez Louise. Three, four, five, six. Good luck, Jess. Six, seven. Okay, Savon, your card is the lovers. I do like lovers too because they're naked. They're actually like full blown curvy naked. Booty booties. Booty booty. And he looks like Jesus. He does. But almost every man in Morgan Greer looks like Jesus. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Different ages of Jesus, but Jesus nonetheless. All right. Seely? I think it's Seely because C's always seem soft to me. Yes, but like, yes. if it's Kylie, we apologize. Let me know and we can correct it in the next episode. I think it's Seely. Okay. And Seely, your card is... The lovers also. Oh. Hooray. Yay. And my lovers is two horsefish. Seahorses. <laughs> what? Am said, I wrong? You said horsefish. <laughs> I knew that was wrong, but I just needed to say it out loud before I could come up with the actual name. <laughs> it's not wrong it's just transposed it's fine <laughs> yeah exactly so those are our lovely pa new patreon supporters for this yes, month thank you and what is our announcement oh our announcement is that we have a red bubble shop now with yes. merch with our face on it and also mugs that say be the, be world, the world you wish you to, world to world in the world, in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yes which is one of my favorite misquotes of ours. Um, and yeah, we are not in control. It's kind of weird because the whole way that Redbubble works is that it's produced and printed by other people and not sent from us. And I'm super used to being in charge of what gets sent from us and having right. like quality control over here because it's all going through my house. <laughs> 
So this is new. But I do like that it's out of your hands, so you're not having to deal with it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you need a mug with our face on it, or you need a mug that says "Be the world you wish to world in the world," world. to confuse those around you, (laughs) Redbubble, you can access it through wildlytarot.com. It's like linked and on our page and everything. So you don't have to go to Redbubble. But yes, you can find that and get some of our weird ass merch. (laughs) And if you think of anything else that you want to see on a mug or a t-shirt, let us know. We're totally down for suggestions. And since this is the first um, week that we're releasing an episode in the month of May, we are drawing a Patreon member who gets a free rating from me. So Holly, please pick a number between 1 and 118. Um, there's only 118 numbers i know i just needed to be the right one esther okay okay i'm gonna go with 82 82 is logan (laughs) shut up that's really funny <laughs> logan you're getting a reading from esther this i month. know you get a reading from me so totally was not intended i didn't even pick the number no you listened to how much i was hemming and hawing about you number <laughs> i picked the right one so maybe logan really needs, logan really right needs a reading apparently so i'll be yeah. messaging you like right after this because we're gonna be talking I anyway love it. So. <laughs> i love it so much yeah exactly you'll tell him the minute that we're off this call <laughs> shall we review a deck my dear esther no, I refuse. <laughs> You're like, nope, not this week. Nope. We changed our mind. We're not a tarot podcast anymore. Yes, that would be hilarious <laughs> if we just were like, we can't review anymore. Okay. We have so many decks still to review. Yeah, we do. And we're doing a deck today that we really, really love, even though I maintain that it is both cute and incredibly creepy. <laughs> but that might be my own personal issue we're talking about playful heart tarot well and we did an investigation involving this deck this past week so we have updates girl i was not there for that you what were you there for that about? you'll remember when i tell you later okay i don't remember it'll come up at all it'll come up <laughs> my brain is mush okay <laughs> so this week we were talking about playful hearts tarot from kitten chops kitten chops is a friend of ours on instagram she's a really cool creator we were part of like a little like sharing supporty groupy thing yes uh when she did this kickstarter and i'm so glad that we backed it yeah she says about this deck what is the quickest and most joyous way to connect with the wisdom of tarot what is the easiest way to receive inspiration brilliant insights and helpful practical advice for your everyday choices cuteness Cuteness is a direct way to divine to spirit. We all love cuteness when we are young and curious, and then most of us tend to leave it behind. But cuteness is such a powerful remedy. It's a sure way to bliss. Seeing something cute is instantly heart-melting and heart-opening. If you practice extending the time spent in that open-hearted feeling place, magic can happen. That is exactly the place of grace I'm inviting you to embrace with the playful heart tarot. What is the power of cuteness? It is the gateway to your authentic self. You know that feeling when you see a kitten or a puppy and your heart swings wide open? So I, sorry, this is Holly, not a quote from the creator. (laughs) I have such serious cute aggression that when I see a kitten or a puppy, (laughs) all I can think is nomming its ears. (laughs) Every time. squeezing it. Like I mentioned Calm, she's like, show me that puppy. 
Like, show me that face and then squeeze it super hard and tell me <laughs> that you love it. That's my reaction to cuteness. So yeah. I have some problems. That is the feeling I'm talking about. Using cuteness as a gateway and having a playful, creative attitude to attend to your heart does not mean skipping acknowledging tough feelings or that you're advising advice to be glazing over your hurt or pain. The Playful Heart Tarot encourages you to embrace and accept all of you, all of your experiences, all of your light, and all of your shadow. At the same time, you stay flexible, you stay in the flow, and manage your life with utmost creativity. You take responsibility for your choices. You know that however you might be feeling right now, nothing truly limits your choices because you are free. Your only agenda is to be you. This moment is your destiny. I am inviting you to see what it is like to get into your heart space via the power of cuteness. See if slash how your readings become more free and fluid. May you experience super cute grace. I'm using, I would like Esther to confirm that I am not making up the amount of no. inflection included no. in this text. She's not. <laughs> Somehow she is able to convey cuteness, but not sexiness from our episode 69. So I'm, I'm sorry. I just laughed too hard <laughs> in episode 69. Okay. May you experience super cute grace in this space while reading tarot. Say yes to cuteness. Say yes to play, to curiosity, to being excited to be alive. And the creator of this deck, if you message her, she uses so many emojis. I'm very shocked there are no emojis in this whole entire paragraph. I know. I love it so much. I love it so much. I don't have that talent. Yeah, I don't have that talent. I don't communicate with people that way. But when I see messages from her, I'm like, okay, yeah, she's fucking adorable. Yeah, yeah. I love it. So the places you can get this deck are her website. Yeah. Kittenchops.com. We got it via Kickstarter, but it's on her website now. You can buy the deck as a standalone or the deck and the book. The book is not a little white book. It's a little bit bigger than the deck itself. And I think it's like five inches by seven inches. Yeah. And it has definitions, obviously, um, a lot of cute little emojis. And it is a it's a nice little addition i would say yeah because there also are a couple of additional cards to this yes deck there are four one is embrace your inner child one is things are easier than you think one just says yes and one says you are free so it's nice to kind of see what her interpretation of those things are yes um and then the way that the definitions work is that there's like the basic definition and then it says in a pickle and there are questions to consider or things to consider, I guess, um, for in a pickle, which I guess would be like if this is showing up in conflict somewhere. Right, right. Like a re- I, would, I read it as like sort of like a reversed sort of meaning, like that block sort of indicated. Yeah, literally how it is. The deck is uh, 70 or no, 84. Nope, I can't do math. It's 82 cards with those four additional ones. It is one of my favorite card stocks. It's 340 GSM black card, black core playing card. And it feels really similar to like a smooth, it's like a light linen finish. So it it feels really, really similar to Pagan Otherworlds, but not quite as linen-y. It's not as textured. So this was our investigation this past week that Holly did not pay attention to. Rachel took out both (laughs) Pagan Otherworlds and this deck because our discussion- busy yeah it's okay it's okay because our discussion was (laughs) that we were trying to figure out if this deck the playful heart tarot was more slippery than pagan other oh yeah i don't remember what what was like a little finish and according to 
card deck expert Rachel, who has like over 600 tarot decks now. 700. 700. She says they are the exact same card stock, even with the slipperiness. So that was, but this, but we may have had an earlier printing of Pagan Otherworlds. So I also think maybe the other thing is that this has such bright colors colors. that we're being tricked because Pagan Otherworlds feels like actual paintings on a canvas. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a little bit more like goofy and cute. Right. So maybe we're just being fooled. Okay, so it's exactly the same as Pagan Otherworlds. I think they use the same printer because I think they both use the same, like, an there's a mysterious American printer that Usi and Kitten Chops used that I need to find for They're amazing because the the boxes are fantastic. It's like, there's, like, it's super colorful and there's gold foiling on it. And there's a sticker on it that says, all things wonderful are readily available and it's just like a really adorable box too yeah so i've opened it up from the bottom and it says thank you kittens and so like there's just like little small details in this box that are just great and i don't yeah, usually keep the box really usually i throw it away so yeah like exactly for esther to keep a box that does say a lot and i think another strong point is that since the little since it isn't a little white book it all like fits together really well yeah yeah Okay, so the general impression and vibe, I've already said, it's really, really cute, but also I find it a little bit disturbing. <laughs> I think, just like with any sort of, like, child, like, if, you, if you're if you just, like, it, engage with, like, kids below, like, the age of, like, six, they sometimes have creepy drawings and happy drawings in the same drawing, and I think that accomplishes this feeling really well. Like, it accomplishes, yeah. like, that childlike feeling really well. Like, some things are, like... Okay, this is kind of creepy, but it's also kind of funny in some aspects. Yeah, you totally. know. And when I say creepy, I don't mean that even slightly negative. I really love no. this deck. Like it's it sits next to my computer. I use it while we record a lot. Mm-hmm. But there's just some. I think that maybe that's what makes it so special is that it is both really cute and colorful and vibrant, but also like there's just something a little bit otherworldly about it almost that makes mm-hmm. me feel like almost in a fun house in yeah. some way like proportions are funny everyone's wearing cat ears or bunny ears it's just like it's both yeah it's just really cool yeah yeah it makes it seem less saccharine because it's like a tiny bit creepy and i like yeah. that for me but i think other people would probably look at it and not see creepiness at all this probably yeah. says more about me than anyone else. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like a Halloween creepy. It's just more of just like your imagination and there's other creatures that are coming. Like, I think the Five of Swords has like a big bull kind of creature kind of bullying someone else. Haha, <laughs> pun. Um, <laughs> you know, so there's that sort of like feeling to it where it doesn't shy away from hard things, I guess. Maybe what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's not like gumdrops and rainbows. There's right. Like it's not like Happy Tarot. Heart. Where yeah, Happy exactly. Tarot is really cute and sad at the same time, like in some cards. This is like, it's realistic and it's cute and it's fun. And I love it. So. Yeah. Uh, level of readings it's appropriate for. This has changed from types of readings we use it for. Because oh, I was I like realizing that. what we were actually doing was saying whether or not it was like beginner friendly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I thought I'd be more accurate in the parameters. That's fine. Yeah, I so, like that. Level of reading that it's appropriate for. I felt, I feel like it's really accessible. Like Mm -hmm. I, it doesn't vary from Rider Waite Smith other than just the images themselves. Yeah. Like you, like if you look at like the Empress card, it looks like the Empress, but just in in a childlike drawing. Yeah. So I think that this would be really appropriate for people of any level of comfort with 
tarot. Yeah. I think that if I were doing a reading for somebody that was going through a really hard time, I probably would steer away from it. This seems like more of a deck that you do for like more casual readings. Mm-hmm. Cause you want to be able to say like, look at how adorable this is. And yeah. like, you want to really like look at each card because they're so filled with things. Yeah. And I just feel like that would be a little bit harder if you were doing like a really serious reading. But if you're, just reading for fun, like at a party, like sitting on a lawn in the summer or whatever. This is like an ideal deck for that. <laughs> you like my, my world building, my <laughs> fanfic of what people are doing <laughs> with this deck. <laughs> I, I like that this deck is really engaging. So like yeah. every card is like really interesting. You can kind of like build, you can kind of build a narrative. Um, but like yeah. you said, it'd be hard for people to take it kind of seriously if they're doing like a very serious sort of reading. Yeah, like not saying you can't use it. Obviously, we're not gatekeeping that, but just saying that the visual images wouldn't match the feeling and the energy of that reading necessarily. Necessarily, yeah. Tell me about your favorite cards. Okay, I have like let me see six, eight, seven. Can I count today? Seven. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I also have six. Ooh, okay. I'm excited to see if we have any overlapping because this is one of those decks where. I feel like we could have a totally separate set of sex cards. I know. Cards. It's very true. Okay. <laughs> so I have the two of cups because I love that the doll, there's like, it's like a oh, very yeah, happy. Oh, yeah, the dolphins. The dolphins make me laugh so much. And there's like the like a wheel of fortune, like lovers thing up there too. But it's just. Well, and they also, what is that type of flower that they have? A lotus? Is lotus. A, yeah. Is they the also flower? have like lotus flowers floating. And I, so I've pretty. talked about lotus flowers so many times on this podcast because I swear to God, <laughs> I did not realize how huge they were until <laughs> Esther sent me pictures. And now I'm like. These fucking things. I love I them so much more than I ever thought I could. <laughs> I know. Uh, they're just, they just make me so happy. Okay. I'm going to just get rid of the, because I have every, like a couple. Okay. Wait. Nope. 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 There it is. Okay. <laughs> Are you brutally culling your favorite cards? <laughs> no. Well, I was just like, let me get like the minors out of the way first. Cause like most of them are majors. So. I also like the Seven of Cups because she's like choosing her favorite candy. And I love that. Yeah, I love that Seven of Cups. Aspect because the Seven of Cups, like a lot of times we're like, what's like the most serious decision that you have in front of you? Is this yeah, your final you answer so sort of like stuff? Through. Yeah, totally. And it's like, no, you just get to choose your favorite ice cream. What are you wanting right now? Like, what's the thing that'll make you happy? <laughs> and so that's why I like that. It's just like, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, it's super good. Okay. And then the rest are... Major. So the high priestess, I love that it's like going into the depths to find treasure. I love, love. the high priestess card. I love I it. I think that that symbolism of it, not just like being a figure that people are looking at, but having the action of mm-hmm. dig of like diving into your subconscious is a really awesome interpretation of the high priestess. Yes. Like I, cause like a lot of times when I look at the high priestess, I'm thinking like, um, so you need to think about it. And meditate about it and think about it. But, like, this imagery of, like, diving in and, like, discovering things, like, what's inside that you already know it exists, that was, like, really powerful. I love that. I love that card. Okay, the next is, indeed, the Empress, because I just love that she has a bunch of kitty cats, and she's not pregnant visibly, and she has, like, lots of flowers around her, and it's just so cute. She's just, like, a pretty brunette lady in a yellow dress sitting in a field of flowers with a bunch of cats. It's, like, kind of an ideal situation. (laughs) My dream in the world. And then I have the Hanged Man, because I think I pulled a couple weeks ago, and I just like the, the thought of, like, it meaning that you're kind of, like, in this waiting period of incubation and growing. 
And so yeah, so like this hanged man looks like a bean, like it a is bean like a on bean. a bean, or like, like it's a bean I think on it's, a bean. What are those like morning glory flowers? Because I think that's what it's around. So oh, it's not yeah. like quite bloomed yet. Anyway, we're discovering things as we're going along. But just in general, like it's, so it's not it's just it's not like a waiting without purpose. There is a waiting. There is a purpose, and there's like yeah. meaning in that waiting. So. Then I really enjoy temperance because, of course, there's that alchemy that comes back in where you're mixing things together and making something like I polar love all the rainbows in the cup. I love it. And like it's painting the flowers. I just really, really enjoy that. And then my last final card is the star because I think the star is just so joyful and hopeful and like soaring to new heights on this little bird. Yeah, it's like a, a little figure, figure on a blackbird of some sort. Yeah. Just like whimsical it's very so much i love it so did we have any so we have two overlapping yeah okay. we both like the high priestess and the star okay not surprising and then i have four additionals so i super super love the magician because this yes. is like the card that makes me think of this deck the most it's like yes. a person a little girl maybe wearing like a robe that has cat ears that like flows down and becomes flowers She's holding a wand. She's like singing. There are flowers all over the place. The colors are really vibrant. It's just adorable. And I like the enthusiasm that it conveys about the magician rather than just like the like analytical creator, but also like the excitement and joy that comes with creation. Right. I also really love the lovers because again, I just think that the use so of greenery and plants is so cute. And again, it's two people who are wearing like cat ears one of them is licking the other one's face. Yeah. They're just like so into it. They're just so happy together. There's not like yeah. a creepy angel standing over them or whatever. Yeah. It's just like adorable and sweet. Um, then I also really love strength because the lion and the lady are hugging. hugging. I know. It's so precious. I love it's that. It's really adorable. So the lady is wearing like puffball ears and the lion has like looks like just a big giant cat and they're just hugging each other like they're best friends. I love it. And then last but not least, I also really love the Queen of Pentacles, of course, for a lot of the same reasons that I like the Magician, actually, which is all oh, of yes. the flowers around it just make it seem so abundant and wonderful. And like, it's really evocative of a specific brand of the Queen of Pentacles that I like the most, which is about kind of like, not just homeliness and being like a housekeeper, mm -hmm. but also like loving beautiful things and wanting yeah. to surround yourself with like comfort and abundance. And so I super, super love that card too. Yeah. I love that. It's just yay. a good deck. I, yeah. I this, it. It's it's one that I reach for a lot. I reach for it a lot. I mean, that's the thing. I use it a lot. Yeah. I, I reach for it when like, I'm just kind of feeling kind of meh or kind of down. Cause it always like brightens my day automatically. Exactly. Aww, and the card stock is really it. nice. So I love it. So <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to pull a card that represents our relationship with the deck. Ah! Oh, also, I have to say the backs of these cards are amongst the best backs ever. I know. I really do love the backs. The watercolor component of these cards is really, really, really well done. And mm -hmm. the back is just a bunch of heart, like watercolor hearts. And I just love it so much. Oh, I got the Ace of Swords, and it has like a big sun that's kind of giving inspiration to the sword, like the Sword of the Stone. Aww. Oh, I and I got the Four of Pentacles, <laughs> <laughs> which 
which I think that I got the last time we did a deck review too. Uh, my brain man all right but i'll take four of pentacles sure i want to sure. be a little bit of a hoarder about it this is my deck <laughs> very possessive <laughs> over it exactly okay so next week we're going to be doing another indie deck the vendor tarot and boy oh boy am i excited to talk about this one yeah me too super excited I'm so excited. And that's our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. Oh, you can find our, oh, there's a dog on, oh my God, it's Doogie. No, it is. No, it's Kamja. Oh no, it is. God, their coloring is so their similar. Their color is so similar. No. Oh, she looks so soft. She's ridiculous. I like soft. that she also waited till the end of the episode to sit <laughs> on you. your actual chest. <laughs> Thank you. She's like fully pinned Esther to the bed. She's like, excuse okay. me. You can find all of our contact information and our shop and our Redbubble store and our Patreon and everything at wildlytarot.com. And does a moment, let me get our thing up because, okay. And also, review. thank you. Tell your friends about us and rate review us. It helps us grow and we really appreciate it. Kamja, like, especially appreciates your Kamja reviews. Kamja especially appreciates it. Kamja's like, I am thrilled about this (laughs) i want to eat all the reviews yeah i would like to eat all of these reviews with joy (laughs) you can also find us on instagram at wildly tarot podcast or join our awesome facebook community by searching for wildly tarot podcast on facebook and don't forget holly's going to post the thing on facebook for you all to oh yeah yeah, yeah. degrees and of your rising sign so get on the yeah i want to see what is going on with that yep and Remember, I almost said, don't forget. I guess either way is fine. <laughs> and remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. Yes, we love you so much. We love you so much. <laughs> Sorry, we went so off the rails at the end. Here. It's fine. It's Scorpio moon. <laughs> Just blame Scorpio moon. Scorpio moon. It's driving me bananas. 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 <laughs>